I'm just over here bopping my head around, having a little dance party in the First City Forum studio today. Hello, everybody. My name is Catherine Tatsuda, and I am so very happy to be with you for this next hour or so. We're going to talk all things theater Yay! in Ketchikan. I'm so very happy. I have not seen my friends, Elizabeth Nelson or Amanda Glanzer, for a very, very, very I was going to say, it has been a while. It has been a while. Yeah, life has been turned topsy-turvy, I think, for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I used to be down there a bunch, and now I'm here some days. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you're not. I know. It's so, it's so random. So we're going to talk uh, with the two of you about the super, really great things that are coming up with First City Players. And then we're going to invite some extra special guests into the studio to talk about the play that's opening up this weekend. So mysterious. I know. Who's coming? I know. I want to like Wait put, some, to see. put some teasers out there. But before we do that, today is not just a special day because we're in the studio with First City Players, but this is like a special day in a lifetime, a millennium. Yeah, I something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it is February 22nd of uh, 2022. So it's, so let's just say it the correct way. Yes. It is Tuesday, mm-hmm. 2 22 Yes, there's lots of twos. It's, I don't even know. Two, <laughs> That's two. a lot of twos. It's two, 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 Tuesday. Yes, and I just wanted to do a quick shout out to the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition. They're, they are so good at coming up with fun and original and different things to do. And they created a super fun event that's happening today at 2.22 p.m. Who's surprised about that? <laughs> um, and, and tying into that 2-2 theme, um, they're encouraging anybody who wants to, to go downtown on the dock by the rock statue, bring your favorite 2-2 along with you. And at 2.22 p.m., they're going to be doing a group photo to help to commemorate this special day in a lifetime. So, you know, pull out that that tutu that you have hiding in the closet. You I know. know what? I don't even think you have to choose your favorite tutu. If you layer tutus, that's okay. It is. I have layered them in the past. Yes. So, and I know everyone listening just has a tutu hiding somewhere in their house. Right. Pull it out, dust it off, tell your boss you'll be right back. You got important stuff to do and meet us downtown uh, at the Rock at, uh, I would say, get there a little early. That way you don't miss it. Um, Right. And be prepared. <laughs> 218. Yeah, at 218. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Tutus are easy to get on. So it's not like it's like you a don't big need time. costume change or anything. Yeah, no, these two know all about that. We do. <laughs> all righty. So, we're two authorities. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that and costume changes, you yeah, know? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, what's going on? What's happening with First City players? So much. So many things are happening. It feels really exciting because it feels a little bit more like normal times that yeah. we have so many things happening. So before we talk about the show that we have opening this weekend, and as you said, we have the director and some, some actors special guests <laughs> to come in and talk about Eurydice, I, uh, we have a couple other things that are coming up uh, next week, beginning next week. So let's go ahead and start with our Star Path Academy. Woo-hoo! It has been um, three years, two years since we've been able to run this Three years? Three years. So So since we've been able to do the whole thing. So our um, education coordinator, Jack Finnegan, has been working really hard to get a great schedule of classes going. And we have classes for anyone from age uh, in kindergarten 
through however many years you may be old. 117. We <laughs> will not take you adults? once you turn 118. Yes. Yeah. yes. So we're going to go through it from the yeah. beginning. We have a class that is instructed by Krista Kimball is her name now because she got married. I should Um, change our our graphics. I know. And that is for kindergarten through second graders. And what day of the week is that, Amanda? They meet on Thursdays from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And they will be playing um, imagination games and drawing and learning stuff storytelling and anyone who has ever worked with Kristen knows that it's just going to be fun and um, just lively and there'll be lots going on with those little guys. Then for our third and fourth graders, is that our very own Jack Finnegan it who is, is instructing that Yay. class? Um, Jack Jack currently is doing some work at the Tonga School. So he's been in there working with all of the classes. And what we hear from teachers at the Tonga School is it is fabulous. And Having fun. watched uh, Jack work with kids... You, If you have a third or fourth grader, they want to be in this class. Unfortunately, there's only room for 12 of them. Ooh. Um, so that is on what day of the week? Tuesdays from 4.30 to 5.30. Right. Then Danny Pratt, who is a marvelous actor, as well as just a gifted teacher, will be teaching fifth and sixth graders on Thursday? No, on Fridays. Oh, oh I know the Fridays next one. Fridays from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And then our own Claire Bennett, who um, for years instructed drama at K-High. She is... She was part of a theater company in New York years ago. She's a marvelous actor. She is an amazing mime artist. She can do any kind of physical theater that you can dream of. And she's really just a blast to work with. She will be working with kids from seventh grade through high school age on Wednesday. Oh, nice. Very good. I did that one. (laughs) Good job. Thanks. So those classes... Wednesdays um, from four to five. Those classes, are there's still room available in all of them. And then Ty Hewitt, who grew up here, he was born and raised in Ketchikan, went off to school, got his uh, BFA and his MFA in acting, worked all sorts of places, including teaching at UAA when they still had a theater department. And he um, has decided to make Ketchikan his home for he and his family. And we are, well, he and his family decided to make Ketchikan their home. (laughs) And we're really excited to have them here. He and his wife are both extremely talented and gifted actors, directors, and teachers. And Ty is doing a scene study class that will be going for 10 weeks on Monday evenings. It's a two and a half hour class. And scene study really means that he will be working from scripts and you will be partnered with people. You will work um, developing character and learning how to do that through work with script. It's really an exciting opportunity for anyone who is interested in learning more about acting, learning more about the craft of acting. I am so over the moon excited that Ty is doing this class. That uh, begins Monday, this coming Monday, at 6 Mm o'clock and runs for 10 weeks. So the kids' classes are all $150. Correct. And the adult class is $250. And we always want to make sure that people know that while we have to charge for our classes, we have to pay our teachers, all the other things that it takes to just run a business, as anyone knows, We never, ever want anyone to let the cost of anything we do keep them from participating. 
So if you heard those numbers and went, oh, I wish I could send, you know, little Georgie to that class, but we just don't happen to have an extra $150. Well, Ketchikan is an extremely generous community and they have done a marvelous job of making sure that we always have scholarship money available for kids. And uh, we also have a pretty lenient payment plan policy. So if you're worried about the cost, just put that worry aside and give us a call at 907-225-4792. And we will work with you to make sure that you can do this. And I, I also want to point out, like, not only little Georgie, but, you know, if if Georgie takes such star path classes and you're also interested, right. their scholarships are available for adults and Absolutely. adult classes as well. It doesn't matter. We don't discriminate against your age. Scholarship money is available for right. any age. Yeah. And just, those flexible payment plans are, are applicable to anything that we do. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I mean, that goes with ticket sales, with everything else. Let us know if there, if the biggest obstacle to being involved is has to do with finances. Um, just just talk to us because we will make it work for we'll you. Find that's, a our, way. that's that's what we do. So that is that's happening. That's beginning. All those classes begin next week. All of them begin next week. Everything begins next <laughs> week. And Ooh. as of this moment in time, eleven seventeen on Tuesday, two twenty two, there are spaces available in all of the classes. Wonderful. Not, none of them have filled up yet. Now, there are some that are getting close. So if you do have a child that is interested or that you're interested in putting your child in <laughs> Or you are interested in taking Or you yes. are interested, give yeah. us a call sooner than later. Um, but right now, there right. are still spaces available. Okay. And if you call at this minute, nobody will be there. So it's leave true. a message. Leave a message. <laughs> or you can send us an email to info, I-N-F-O, at firstcityplayers.org. That's dot O-R-G, not com. Perfect. There. Not com, O-R-G. So that's happening next week. That's but exciting. also next week, we also. have auditions for our multi-generational play. <gasps> Yay! And Yay! we, part of our plan every year is our season, is we want to make sure there's opportunities for kids to work with adults. You know, so often kids have their thing and adults have their thing and they never work together. And I know the times as a kid I got to work with adults or as an adult I've had to work with kids have been magical moments. So we really try to ensure that some of that happens within uh, shows that we do. So we are producing, uh, it's a version of The Ugly Duckling, the um, Hans Christian Andersen tale. And it's called Honk, a poultry tale. (laughs) Clever, isn't it? (laughs) It is an absolutely fun and lighthearted and charming and beautiful retelling of this story. It is told with four women, four men, and four kids. Now, there are about 30 characters in the show, so those 12 people are playing multiple characters. It's choreographed by uh, Grace Louise, who played the leading player in Pippin this fall. She's new to town. She's been doing some work with KTB. If you saw the evening of dance last weekend, you would have seen one of her pieces, which I thought was fabulous. And then Jillian Pollock, who is the music teacher at Heltling Elementary, will be our music director. And I'm directing the show. So auditions for that are this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. And we have, um, the way we're doing it is they st- we have three slots each evening. So you can call the First City Players and make an appointment to audition at 6, at 6.45, or at 
Correct. And that's either night. So there's a total of six audition slots. You just pick one. You just pick one. And yes, it is a musical. So yes, you do need to sing. That is part of being in a musical. And this is not a show where there's dancers and singers. This really is you're doing it all. But that having been said, we have really worked pretty hard at First City Players to make sure that auditions are user friendly. (laughs) We tried. There's no way that auditioning will be anything other than, you know, that you're putting yourself out there. So there's that angst, that little bit of anxiety. You're feeling judged, all that stuff. Believe me, I know I auditioned too. I get it. (laughs) Uh, But but we really work to make it kind. (laughs) Yeah, I I think this is a really important thing Mm -hmm. to talk about because I think sometimes people's fears and their insecurities Mm -hmm. or their maybe they've had some experiences in other theaters at other places where you had to come prepared with a monologue and you had to do this stuff and it was like very intimidating and very scary. I know Elizabeth has talked about those auditions where you don't even get to finish your song and they say thank you and you have to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Without crying. Yeah. Right. Right. You smile back and say thank you and off you go. Yeah. So yes, sometimes this is not it's not like ever. that. No, no, we would never do that to you. I no. promise you, we will never do that to you. Yeah. Sometimes, yes, we will ask you to come in with something prepared, but that it's you know that's show dependent. Yeah. This particular show, we're going to teach you everything you need to know. We promise we will make it as fun as it can possibly be. Which is very, very they possible. Are, right? yeah. They're often, I mean, I've done a lot of auditions. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that, you know, I ever left one like, oh my gosh, that was the worst experience. It's always like, right. you know what, that was, oh, I, I enjoyed that. Oh, that was you. fun. At least yeah. I had the opportunity to yeah. try and, you know, yeah. and yeah. And that's what it should be. Yeah. That's what we want our theater to be is an opportunity for people. Mm-hmm. If I could, you know, cast every single person who ever shows up and have everybody into a show, I would. It's not the way theater works. It's one of the it's one of the sad and hard things about theater. Yes. <laughs> However, uh, it doesn't have to be miserable to have that audition experience. So, if you're interested at all, if you just need more information, give us a call. We'll tell you more about what it will be. If you want to just take a stab at it because it sounds fun, mm-hmm. give us a call and sign up for one of those times. And I also want to point out that I, I, I can't think of any show since I have been involved with First City Players back in 2013 was my first audition. Um, I can't think of a single show that there hasn't been somebody new on that exactly. stage. Oh, yeah. So even if you have not done, I think my first audition, it had been almost 20 years since I had done anything with the theater or been on stage or anything. If you're in that place where you haven't done anything since fourth grade, but this sounds kind of fun, come out. Mm-hmm. Come play with us. Mm-hmm. It's there's 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 no reason that will not keep you from being cast or being put on right. stage. No, absolutely not. Right. And it's we've had people that have never done anything. Even if you were like that wallflower that avoided the stage in, in elementary school, but now you're feeling brave. Like maybe you've hit that milestone birthday and you want to do something new and step outside of the box and do something maybe that's a little scary. This is that perfect opportunity. 
because it's it's fun. It is. And it's, it's rewarding fun and, and rewarding and also social. I have absolutely. I've met so many yes. incredible people through all of the different things that I did through First City Players, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and whether I just auditioned and I met people in that process yeah. and connected with them or was cast in a show and went right. through that process. It is. So if you're looking also, I mean, we live in lonely times. It's right? a crazy world. Right. Well, this is part of what feels so good about being able to open up again is that we are it it really is a difference it really feels like we don't have to that having been said we're still asking people to mask when they come and audition mainly because you know singing is it's one of the main spreaders so you know right (laughs) until we we really know that singing is safe and all (laughs) yeah well let's talk about that really quickly Uh I mean so we live in the in in the reality that COVID is still here Uh so masks do you have um a vaccination requirement for no no. okay I just no we will ask on that on the audition form okay if you've been vaccinated um and and there is an option not to share that information okay you don't have to share it with us okay but we are asking if you've been vaccinated and boosted and so on and so that forth. just sort of it tells us what we need to do in an audition right or, and also and a in a rehearsal process, process. yeah yes for so sure. you know just our, our goal all along has been to keep people as safe as possible not just our actors but also our audience and we want people who come to feel comfortable and safe we know at this point there's still a mask requirement at the auditorium mm-hmm. we can we don't have to have all of the huge social distancing we used to but the school at this point is still saying if you're going to have people in that auditorium we want them masked so we are we're abiding by those rules okay yeah um you know and everybody's everybody's doing i think this i think this is the most important thing to say nobody's trying to to make anyone else uncomfortable mm-hmm. we're simply trying to do the best we can to be able to have this kind of performance where it was taken away from so many people for so long. And what we've been able to do is keep performing all through this. Mm -hmm. And we've been able to do that because we've been cautious. And I just want to keep remaining cautious until we know we don't have to be as cautious anymore. So that sort of segues into the show that is coming up this weekend. And I will invite those people in soon. But before I give up my microphone... Speak away, speak away, Elizabeth. Well, I just want to talk about the nuts and bolts of the show, the times and how you get tickets and all of that. So you'll find out all about Eurydice very soon. But it is opening this Friday night at 7.30, and it runs Fridays and Saturdays for two weekends. Tickets are available online for for cityplayers.org. And uh, slash tickets, and you can pick your seats, all of that there, and Amanda will talk about that in a moment. (laughs) Also, uh, we like to invite people to come to our final dress rehearsal. We don't want it packed, but if you absolutely can't make a Friday or Saturday, but you really want to see this show, please give us a call, and we can set you up so you can come in and see their final dress rehearsal. And it's mainly because it's great for a cast to get that sense of how an audience will react to a show. It's very different from sitting in the auditorium with nobody there to having people there. So I just wanted to throw out that if that is something that would work for you and the weekends absolutely don't, give us a call. 
So do you want to talk about yeah, seating Yeah, let's talk really about quickly? seating. So originally this show, um, Keith Smith, who is the director, had envisioned having everybody on the stage. Including audience. Oh, including wow. Including the audience. Which because is something we dreamed of for years yeah, to create an intimate someday. space. Oh. Um, and because it, it is a very intimate show, mm-hmm. and we want the audience to feel like they're almost immersed in the show, mm-hmm. right? Well, for a multitude of reasons that we don't really need to get into, we did, it wasn't possible. Some of them technical, some of them the world. Right, right. So so many reasons. So um, what Keith has asked us to do, and which we are, which we are happily and gladly doing because we want to support that intimate experience, is the right now seating is only available. I believe it's the first nine rows of that center section. Okay. So we want to keep this an intimate experience, and we've got there's some things that will happen in the audience around the audience, and we want to keep that um, people as as close as we can. Um, if that starts to fill up. Then we will expand seating out from there. But okay. again, we want to keep everybody intimate and, and a part of the show. Um, a part of that is we are seating is open in every row. I know for the past several shows that we've done, it's only been every other row. But the, we are now at a point where the K High is is loosening their restrictions, and we feel a little more comfortable doing that. So seating is available every row. However. Our system allows us, our seating system allows us to put a forced um, social distancing um, uh, barrier, barrier there. Oh, okay. Empty so when, seats. When, when you choose a seat, if your neighbor chooses a seat, your friend buys seats, and you go in to buy seats, you're not going to be able to come within two seats of that person. So, and, and whether it's your neighbor or your stra- or a stranger down the street or whatever, you're not going to be able to, nobody's going to be able to sit within two seats of you either when they book their tickets. However, if your dad, Catherine, if, mm-hmm. you're, if Bill Tatsuda gets his ticket and says, oh, I want Catherine to come with me, Catherine, you can then call the office and we'll go, yeah, you can sit with your dad and we'll put you and your kids next to your dad. Okay. Um, the other thing is, if you are in a place where you feel especially vulnerable, that you do not want to be right on top of somebody with the, the row in front of you or the row behind you, give us a call at the office. We will. It's a big space. It's a big space. We will find a place for you to sit where you would like to be, and we will create that buffer. We will block off seats around you. If the two seats next to you are not enough, you don't want somebody behind you. You don't want somebody in front of you. Easy That's fine. We are so happy to accommodate, especially since you you just want to be safe, and we can absolutely make that happen for you. And I think the other thing audience should realize too is that the ventilation in that room is amazing. Yeah. So the air handling in that room is it's certainly better than if you get on a plane <laughs> yeah so even you know, with all the improvements that that the, right. the airlines have made this is still better than that right. so anyway those are those are just the nuts and bolts of what's going on this weekend yeah. but stay tuned because what makes the show the show is going to you're going to hear We're, all about yes, that next absolutely with the director and some of the actors yes I'm, I'm very excited about talking with them so let's just do a really quick mm-hmm. recap we've been speaking with uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Nelson and Amanda Glanzer with First Seat Players for anybody who's just tuning in can you go over really quickly the three things that we uh, that we talked about you and fill everybody it. in one last time that we have classes Star Path Academy is opening back up classes for youth 
and adults are happening beginning uh, starting on Monday. And you can get that information by looking at our website, firstcityplayers.org. We also have auditions for our upcoming musical that are happening next Tuesday and Wednesday. Again, you can get all of that information on our website. And we have a show opening this Friday. It runs for two weekends, Fridays and Saturdays. If you cannot make either one of those shows, but you're dying to see it, give us a call. We do have a dress rehearsal we would love to invite you to. Wonderful. Thank you. Very nice. Yes, First City Players is truly, uh, you know, a community theater Absolutely. that's committed to adding value in so many ways. Well, thank you. And I we appreciate try. you both tremendously. Yeah, thank Yay. You. Thank you, Catherine. Yes. Okay, we are going to come back with First City Forum with some very special guests, actors and directors. Ooh. And I know. Ooh. So don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back after these quick breaks. And we are back with First City Forum on this very special Tuesday. It is 2-22-2022. Yes. 2-2-2-2 Tuesday. (laughs) And you don't want to miss out on your opportunity to wear your tutu in public and not get judged for it. (laughs) I know. um, The (laughs) Ketchikan... That's right. The Ketchikan Wellness Coalition is having their 2-2-Tuesday celebration today down at the dock. They're going to be gathering around 2-15-ish. Um, encouraging people to come. The public is welcome to come in tutus or without. Just make sure you got clothes on. And they're going to do, please, please. and they're going to do a big group photo to help commemorate tutu, tutu, whatever, tutu, Tuesday and tutus. Tutu, 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 tutu. Yeah, so I just had a phenomenal conversation with Elizabeth Nelson and Amanda Glanzer in the studio talking about all the really exciting things that are coming up on the radar for First City Players. Mm -hmm. Classes, auditions, a show this weekend and so we did a real quick people swap and now I have a studio full of mostly new people and Amanda's still here (laughs) I'll never go away yeah so I have um, Keith Smith who's the director of the upcoming show that's titled Eurydice and then Tom Fowler Fowler, did I say it correctly oh my gosh yay gold star for me (laughs) Tom Fowler and then Tasha Gentile Mm -hmm. (gasps) look at me I remember I know. Hooray. And uh, all right. Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Glad to be yes, here. we're super excited. So tell me about about this show um, and give me all the details. I'm sad I didn't audition for it. Oh, yeah. I Take think the fearless leader cool. should, should address this. <laughs> well, I'll just uh, sort of launch into the, what it's about. Eurydice is based on an ancient story that some people know, some people don't. Um, about uh, It's a Greek story. Uh, about Orpheus and Eurydice. It's a great love story. Orpheus is the original Greek musician. And uh, he could play so beautifully. He could make stones weep. When he wrote songs that were happy, it would make streams laugh. Was, uh, and he fell in love with Eurydice. And Eurydice tragically dies uh, very soon, and he is in love. Eurydice was bitten, and the story that I read as a kid was bitten by a snake. And in, in uh, Greek mythology, the underworld, where you go after you die, is your soul separates from your body. You rode across the, the river Styx by Sharon. 
You bury someone with a coin under their tongue, their tongue, so Sharon gets 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 his passage fee. And then in the underworld, they drink from the river of forget forgetfulness and uh, live and are trapped in the underworld. So Orpheus, in his uh, grief and his hope and his musical um, spirit of of persisting sings his way into the underworld and moves Hades with his song to let Eurydice come back to the overworld for the lack of the better world and but um but the one rule is that she follows him she can follow him he can't look back so it's a long walk back, and he just has to trust that she's there. Oh. So it's a great human story, yeah. right? He's got to trust. It's kind of like hunting with Keith. You just have to trust he's on the trail behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and not back in the so, skiff. So you're, you're using yeah. some real-life yeah. experience yeah. to yeah. draw from. Well, it applies to so many things. It applies to uh, 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 things where... Someone has to go forward without knowing, being sure someone's behind them, supporting them. So it takes an immense amount of courage Yes. to move forward with faith and without doubt to do this and not to turn back. Because if you turn back, suddenly what, you've, what you built will dissolve. Yeah. So that was a story that was very compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also about the story of the regrettable moment. I mean, there's a thing you know you're supposed to do something or you're not supposed to do something or that, that something's gonna, bad is going to happen if you do. And just about every human sometime in their life does that. Yeah. And suddenly what they were making, what, how they were succeeding falls away. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the old story. But... Like so many old stories, as they're told, like Orpheus, um, you all there's all the stories about Orpheus when he when he came back to the overworld, he couldn't let go his, his grief. Um, there's tons of stories about Orpheus. No one ever asked the question about what this story was from Eurydice's point of view. Oh, that's why this play is titled Eurydice. And it's not, not titled Orpheus. Orpheus. Yeah. And so um, Sarah Rule, who is a brilliant playwright, imagines this, this and asks several questions in asking the play. What was Orpheus's, I mean, what was Eurydice's experience? What was it in her relationship with Orpheus that made it so when the push came to shove at, at the end of their story, out of the underworld, they have this moment. Yeah. Um, who was there? What was it like to die and go to the underworld where you're still alive, right? Yeah. I mean, there is a life after death in this story, but what is it like in an afterlife? That's always a fascinating question, and especially in this particular one. What does it mean to forget everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and who do you meet? Where was your family? Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens when the people that preceded you are in the underworld too? So one of the beautiful parts of the story, and I hope Tasha talks about this, Tasha plays Eurydice, 
Tom here plays Lord of the Underworld, and Amanda it's like, here. It's like going to plays hell and meeting your tax accountant. So there are these. I play a stone. There's talking stones in the underworld, but Eurydice meets her father, and her father has actually sort of bypassed, found a way to to maintain his memory through hope of his daughter. Huh. Reconstruct his memory, and then they meet when Eurydice has really been returned to ground zero, can barely speak, can't remember, and then there's this really cool story almost of Eurydice growing up again mm-hmm. while in the underworld. Hmm. And so it's a beautiful story just about what memory means, what it me- um, when it's good, when it's bad, what are the conflicts and remembering, why we might choose to forget. So there's a lot of work of just about the river of forgetfulness and recovering oneself and one's memory and one's hope through language and story. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, that's yeah. just sort of the launch. So it's a very exciting, technically challenging, uh, moving, evocative yeah. uh, uh, full of um, stunning opportunities for, for just the images of creating this, uh, this universe. So yeah, yes. So we've been having a lot of fun for the last couple of weeks working on it. That, yes, we have. Oh, I'm sure. So Tasha, let's start with you. Uh, um, what has your experience been like uh, participating in this production, and what can you know the audience expect? Um, you know, from from your point of view as, you know, Eurydice um, and playing that. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I haven't been in theater for a few years now, and it's really great to be back. And it's just, First City Players is awesome. They're so great. Even the audition process, it was just so casual and friendly. It was really comforting to come back (laughs) feeling pretty rusty and inexperienced to such a welcoming environment. And, And it's always fun to be a part of these plays. You just get connected with the people there. You start out as total strangers being forced into these awkwardly intimate situations <laughs> and you quickly become very connected with each other and that's yes. so much fun um, but as Eurydice I remember um, reading this play in college and it stood out to me and I kind of connected with it I didn't quite understand it um, but I remember thinking wow that's such a neat play um, and then when I saw the auditions for it I thought oh I'm familiar with that I could try out for it but as I have become Eurydice and have had to go through the play through her eyes. It's been so amazing to me. Um, One of the the greatest aspects of this play that really spoke to me is um, this is actually Sarah Rule writes in the beginning of the script that this is a memoir to her father. And it's so beautiful to see um, her loving relationship that she, this bond that she kind of brings to life through her script between a father and a daughter. And so uh, for me, a lot of this has been um, developing this relationship with my father, who's Miles Mulholland. He does an amazing mm-hmm. job. It's just so fun to work with him. And then also with Orpheus, who Niles Corporan plays Orpheus, and he's doing amazing at that as well. Um, But she's kind of torn. She gets put in this position where she has to choose between going back to her husband or staying with her father that she's already lost once. Does she want to have to lose him again? And knowing what he's been through in the underworld without her. And so it's just this really great commentary on how 
love can look different between a partner and your parent and how strong those bonds are and then what happens when they're in conflict with each other. And so I think that's just a really beautiful part of the play. Absolutely. It's so human and mm. real, too. Mm-hmm. You, you know, this is set in a time that we can only imagine, that we can read stories and, yeah. and watch movies about. But it is, it's still, we are all still human, and yes. we still carry these same experiences. And mm-hmm. just what you said, I was like, I can feel that inside right. of me. You yeah. Know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can feel that. I think that that's really cool about Greek mythology because it has this connection between the humanness in people, but also still making it really fantastical with, you know, these superpowers and, you know, gods being able to move things. And yet they're still making these big mistakes that we can relate to, or there's even the gods are Even the gods have conflicts (laughs) and issues and mistakes. And so um, I think Sarah Rule does a really great job uh, modernizing this mythology, making it really applicable to the current audience and, and fun she makes it so funny I mean it's still I mean even last night rehearsing it there was stuff that we were cracking up about and we've done this play so many times it's and so it's not just a dry Greek myth it's it's a really it's funny it's, it's, it's moving applicable, okay moving good. You, you're gonna you're gonna relate to the characters want to cry with them and you're going to be laughing with them too good I think that's important to say because sometimes you know they're like oh that sounds so serious and boring Sarah Rule herself calls it a serio comedy which Ah. which makes me laugh because it's 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 serious but it's funny yes yes so it's a it's really is just a perfect night of entertainment of and humanness with that yeah and I think it's important to say and I'm not sure if we have said that yes it's based on this Greek Greek myth from many 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 moons ago in ancient times it's not it's not set in that time mm. it is more modernized it's not 2021 modern no, Thankfully. the place sort of calls for No, it's more it. Wisconsin 1950. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of talk about duck honey. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I but love it. But nobody's wearing togas. No one's wearing... Well, darn it. <laughs> just I mean, if you want to wear a toga to the play... I was going to say... Feel free, just make sure that it covers all the important parts. Perfect. Perfect. But that's up to you. <laughs> okay. So, Tom, you yep. are Lord of the Underworld. I am. Oh. Keith, uh, well, I've done a lot of plays over years, but I haven't done anything in about 10 years for whatever reason. I don't know. And Keith called and he said, I, I've typecast you in something. <laughs> 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 no, most, most of the stuff I have done in the past has been kind of with a, um, a light edge, I guess they'd say, too. I've done a few serious plays, but then... This is uh, kind of right up my field, and the, and like they were saying, it is a, um, a more. It's a very serious play with lighthearted moments that keep it moving along, and I think people really enjoy that. And I'm part of that lightness that kind of, kind of, I come in and and provide a little bit of levity to <laughs> some grim scenes. It's a little contradictory. The Lord of the Underworld is actually a lot of comic relief. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. that is kind of strange. So without giving it away, there's uh, you know scenes I think people like, you know, if they yeah. like if they like uh, strangely colored uh, golf shorts. Oh, okay. Yes, there. Good. That's all you're going to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it is. It's it's really an interesting play. And the more I've gotten into it, the more I, I, I really enjoy it. I think people, um, I've gone to oh, several plays over the years that were actually kind of straight Greek tragedy and stuff. Right. And, you know, and that's kind of my thing. And it was all right. But I've taken people there, which didn't 
have the same appreciation. Right. That won't they were happen like, well, here. That I think was this painful. Is... It was beautifully done, but that made me sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it, and, and it, some of those could drag a bit, but not this. This is right. uh, exciting. It moves forward. It's uh, it, you know, it's a good uh, juxtapose of uh, of the ancient with the modern. Um, like I say. Uh, duck hunting wisconsin kind wisconsin of vibe. underworld <laughs> love story parental daughters yeah, yeah i mean all the things yeah so keith how's this experience been for you as the director oh it's uh it's it's well it's a great cast so um and very alive and and uh and and with actors that listen so carefully and take direction. <laughs> I was telling Amanda that sometimes, who is amazing at taking direction, but it's sometimes like having a, a steering that is too sensitive on your car, and so you just two it an inch, and suddenly they're going off in that direction, and you try and correct, and then they're going in that just direction. So, but, but everyone has been so involved, and and also for me, just the technical challenges of of putting together the underworld and making the lighting cool and getting the right kind of dripping sounds for underneath the world and all that, just bringing together this world. Um, it's been really engaging. I loved the play the first time um, I, I read it and thinking through it has really consistent rules within it that you kind of have to parse out and find a way to make um, make that play out on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wonderful to have, and this is part of what's wonderful about the Orpheus and Eurydice story, um, you, you die and you go to the underworld. But what this play does is then Eurydice is coming back to the overworld. So there is a life in the underworld that she has to die from to go Mm-hmm. Back up, mm-hmm. so there's it's um, the the symmetry of that ends up making the the part of the play that is in under the world in the underworld is um, is a really incredible opportunity for surreal uh, for Sarah Rule um, to write about certain things in life that um, are fun with the comic with Tom here as as the Lord of the Underworld without giving away except the, sh- the, the, the brightly colored um, golf, golf shorts. shorts. <laughs> uh, no golf, though. No, no golf. No. I was wondering. Uh, so, I was like, I'm back so, from my golf game. <laughs> so the story was just fascinating, and, and, and that's been great for me to just, just be able to throw myself in the story and kind of parse it. And, you know, you never know as a director exactly you can't go into directing a show knowing exactly what you want because you don't know exactly who you're working with until right. you cast it. Right. And you can't go in and not be ready to learn because that's how, a, I mean, a play from beginning the rehearsals, everything is a kind of an evolution that has to happen. And, um, and so for me, that process, learning from the actors learning from the questions they ask, seeing them invent and take new directions in a character that I'd never thought of, which means adapting everything else. It's a kind of, it's a kind of magical dance yeah. that, um, that a flower does when it blossoms. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's, um, 
it's thrilling that really way. Really special. Did yeah. you want to say something, Tasha? Oh, yeah, just thinking about the set, one of the really cool things that Sarah Rule does and Keith is, is doing an amazing job of is you're not just seeing um, the perspective of one person throughout the whole play, and so you're not just in the underworld. You're going back and forth between the overworld. Right. You're with Orpheus as he's mourning the loss of his new wife mm -hmm. and also trying to figure out how can I get her back. And so you kind of see this... Niles does this amazing job of, of, you know, kind of going from grief to hope and uh, kind of an insane brilliance of trying to get yeah. her back. And so you're watching that. And meanwhile, you're also watching Eurydice grow up again with her father and the underworld and reconnect with her father. And so it's just, it's challenging, if you can imagine, to try and keep the underworld on stage while you're also bringing us back and forth to the to the right. overworld in that process. But it's it's just That's the really magic cool. of yeah. theater. It That's is right. the magic of theater. It's, it's incredible what you can do, what you can create yeah. on stage in the worlds that can happen. I don't want to leave out another actor that is in the show. Uh, Miss Amanda Glanzer right here. <gasps> That's me! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so Amanda, you play a rock. I, well, I play is Little Stone. Little Stone. And this yes. is uh, when, when I came home after finding out the cast list and my husband said so did you get cast I said I'm a little stone he said you're a little stoned no 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 I'm little stone so there are there are three stones um, we are a chorus of stones I play little stone and Rebecca S. Bjornsson plays big stone and Jojo Robinson who is an eighth grader at show and bar yeah. plays loud stone oh and we're kind of the, um, I don't know, the guides to the underworld. Okay. We're so helpful, aren't we, Eurydice? I would consider you a peanut gallery. Yes, you're also <laughs> we're the guides, the authority. We're the guides, because um, they determine what they are in their own head. <laughs> so it's been, it's been very interesting um, to, to figure out. It's, it's difficult, I think, at times to play a character that doesn't really have a character arc. Sure. So it's, it's interesting to, to play a character that it's not human, maybe used to be human, we've talked through that, but is not currently human and doesn't really have, I, I mean, everybody has an intention. Everybody has something that they want. Right. But I don't have, you know, there's, I don't have my they're own like, story. They're like stone intentions, which is very, very different. Yeah. Yes, very, very yeah. different to figure out. Yeah. But I, I think, um, I think, I personally think, that the stones are the most fun part of the play. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't realize there is an evolution there because when the play was originally written for gravel and then <laughs> and then it became D1 and there's actually a version she tried with uh, boulders but then they moved back much. with the stones yes and this yes. was a, she decided. So yes. we found that sweet spot with the stones. I love it. I love it. Oh, just... Uh, just for me, when I first read the play, that was so accessible, the part of the stones. And every time they speak, there's just, they're, um, it just, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but there's just a, a life, unyielding, obnoxious <laughs> un life to it that, that that's amazing. And so when I first read it, I've seen Amanda play several parts, and I never precast a play no. except as i was reading the play my guide 
in my head, I couldn't help it because when I read, I hear yeah. the voices of the character and everything. And I just heard Amanda as this stone. <laughs> and it was my first time I was reading it. It was all in Amanda's voice. So I think it was from something maybe you did in Spelling Bee or yeah, something like that. Logan Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. So, I was so, an eight-year-old. So yeah. yeah, very so, good. So I was so thrilled when Amanda did audition just because I knew I... If if unless someone was coming in that was going to be greater at it, I knew I had a fabulous song to start with. Yeah, such had been a life of the. Play. Oh, I love it! I love it so much. Okay, we're talking about the upcoming play that opens this Friday. This it's, Friday. This Friday, it's titled Eurydice. Uh, can you share with us how people can get tickets, get more information? Absolutely. When the dates are all. That so good the stuff. shows are this Friday and Saturday, and next Friday and Saturday. That's the twenty fifth, the twenty sixth of February, and March fourth and fifth. Um, the show starts at 7.30. Doors will open at 7 o'clock-ish, assuming everything is ready and you can get into the theater. But shortly <laughs> thereafter, if not 7 o'clock on the dot. Uh, you can get tickets in advance by going to firstcityplayers.org forward slash tickets. But if you go to our homepage, there's a place across the top that either says Eurydice or buy tickets. You can click either one of those. It will help you get to the right place. And you can choose your tickets. Again, there's social distancing in Forest. There will be two seats between everyone. If you would like more of a social distanced buffer, the other way that you can get tickets is to call 907-225-4792. And um, Elizabeth or I will be happy to help you get those tickets if you would like to see the show but you work friday nights and saturday nights you're a bartender you're a server you whatever it is that you do that keeps you busy and you cannot escape to see the show on friday or saturday nights we um are having our final dress rehearsal this thursday that's in two days you guys two days two until days our final dress no rehearsal. pressure it's, it's gonna be great it's gonna be great um but we 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 love to have people at that final dress rehearsal just so that we are aware what's funny it's so funny and and when you're doing a play we've been doing this I I think Tasha said it we've been doing this for so long and we still find things funny Mm -hmm. but there are other things that are not funny to us anymore (laughs) and we have completely forgotten that oh that gets a laugh so it's very helpful to have an audience just to, to, to gauge their reactions and how we need to accommodate those so if you would like to do us a huge favor and come be an audience for that final dress rehearsal. Give us a call, 907-225-4792, and we will tell you where to be when and how you and how we can make that happen. I love so it. So there's four shows with ticketed um, opportunities, and then there's the final dress rehearsal, which we usually call Pay What You Can, but it's, it's strange times. Strange, so, strange times. But it will absolutely happen. And I would also like to mention, yes, you can absolutely get your tickets in advance. You'll know exactly. Exactly where you're sitting, where you, where, what you're seeing, who your neighbors are going to be. But if you, like so many people in Ketchikan, are those last minute people, and you cannot find a babysitter until 20 minutes before the show starts, there will, for the first time in two years, be tickets available at the door. Good. Uh, they will yay. still be socially distanced, um, and and we want you, there will be assigned and socially distanced, and they will still be, we talked about that intimate seating that, that, that right. we want to have. Um, but you can get tickets at the door, but please... 
Remember that the show starts at 7.30. Please don't walk in at 7.28. Yeah. I mean, if you do, we will totally sell you a ticket. We will totally we'll make sure that there. you will see the show. But if it is at all possible to get there early enough to buy tickets at the door, we'd really appreciate Absolutely. it. Well, but yes, come see this show. Come see it. I have, I am, I'm my, my girlfriend and I are going to be there. Awesome. So you get to see me be I little stone. I haven't seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to say a very big thank you to the director and a few of the cast members of Eurydice. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about all the great stuff that First City Players doing, firstcityplayers.org. That is it for today, everybody. Have a oh, wonderful rest of your you. Tuesday. Happy 2222 yes. yes. Tuesday. Happy 2222, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.